Let's open our Bibles again tonight uh, to the book of Proverbs, and we're taking a look at uh, God's medicine. I want to remind you that next Wednesday night, uh, the kids are having a hallelujah party, along with hot dogs at 7 o'clock, and the adults are going to bring their kids, and you're welcome to come to a parenting small group taught and uh, facilitated by our very own Pastor Nancy, amen? And uh, I don't know if uh, there's any more candy that's needed, or... Yeah, and so you can register online or go on the church app under events and, and, and get registered because, uh, you know, we go to great links to make it nice for kids. And I think we've had one sign up so far. So praise the Lord. Yeah. So let's, everyone say, ha ha. And they, did they can't? Jaden's registered. I was. I thought you said he and he canceled. No, he did. Okay. Amen. All right. Good. We'll praise the Lord. We're making progress around here. We're getting much, much closer to, to being able to get electricity out to the street for our new sign coming. Isn't that awesome. Amen. And then uh, uh, I heard from the company that we're working with on our park and ride today. We submitted all of our stuff to them. We've all done our homework. And now it's kind of in their court. They're, they're looking at the traffic study. So hopefully that application will be resubmitted next week. Amen. And how many of you believe in God for favor? We believe in the Lord and we're thanking God for that. Amen. Praise God. So Father, we're thankful bunch tonight. You are forever good. And we love you and we thank you for your word. Speak to us tonight by your word and by your spirit. And we give you glory for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. amen. Now look at over here in Proverbs 4 verses 20 through 22. He says, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Now of course that word attend there means to give the word of God our undivided attention. Take heed into what it is saying to us. When you attend to something, then we make it our top priority. We set other things aside. We forget about the distractions of this age. And we just put ourselves in a position to hear from heaven and to feed on manna from heaven. And you know what happens when you feed on God's word? It gets in your heart. That attend to the word of God literally means to pay attention to it. You know, Dr. Lillian B. Yeomans, and I'm reading a little excerpt from Kenneth E. Hagen's book, God's Medicine. He quoted Lillian B. Yeomans and he said this, She was a medical doctor who received divine healing for herself and then devoted her life to ministering and teaching this subject. She would teach what she called healing classes in the daytime during her revival meetings. But she wrote in one of her books something along this line. I almost became angry sometimes, she said. For when we are studying the Word of God on such an important subject as healing for the body, you can tell people are not paying a bit of attention. Well, that's not us. They'll thumb through the songbook. I'm glad we don't have any songbooks here. But there is Facebook, so watch it, watch out. They'll thumb through the songbook, stare off into space, look out the window and chew gum. Thank God we don't have any windows. And then, and then those people, same people want you to pray the prayer of faith for them. Yet they don't want to do anything themselves. Okay? So 
Obviously, that's not you because you have braved the traffic. You've had a busy day. Some of you are tired, but I prophesy over you tonight that you shall be quickened by the Holy Spirit and by the Word of God. So what we're doing is we're giving time to sow God's Word into our heart. Now, here's the thing about healing. Healing, by and large, for the most part, but not always, healing starts on the inside of you, in your heart. You know, Jesus said something in Matthew. He said this, A good man, out of the good treasure of the heart, brings forth good things. Okay? Now, if we want to see an external change in our lives tomorrow, we must start changing our internal condition today. And that happens by making deposits of God's Word in our heart, by staying in the presence of God, remaining in Him, living in Him, praying and praising in the Spirit. Amen? And as you do that, if sickness and disease does attack you, you will just tap into the greater one on the inside of you. You'll be able to draw from the deposits that have been made into your spirit. Amen. And the great thing about your spirit, man, is this. There is no limit, amen, on what you can deposit there. And so it is an extreme worth, it is an extremely a worthwhile investment. Here's what Galatians says. Galatians in 6 verse 7 says, um, it says uh, that what's, God is not, be not deceived, God is not mocked, but whatsoever a man soweth, that will he also reap. So you taking time to come to church to worship the Lord and sowing God's word into your spirit, amen, you're going to reap a good harvest, amen? Yes. A continual harvest of healing and health. I like what Philip's translation says in Galatians 6. It says this, A man's harvest in life will depend entirely on what he sows. Amen. So my son, attend to my words. And we covered that last week, so let's move on to the next one. My son, verse 20, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Incline thine ear. Now something that's very significant from the master's ministry, three quarters of his time was spent on healing the sick. He went about doing good, and he healed all that were oppressed of the devil. I mean, he was about his father's business, and evidently the father was and is very interested in people receiving healing. Because that's what Jesus did. In John, I think it's John chapter 6, he says, I didn't come down from heaven to do my own will. But I came down from heaven to do the will of him that sent me. So healing must have been the will of God. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have spent any time on it. Amen. So it's very important to the father for not only his people to be healed, but for the world to be able to be healed. Did you know that sometimes a person that's not even born again can get healed? And it serves as a sign and a wonder that will point them to Jesus to receive the Lord. I'm telling you, our God is not limited by what he can do and what he will do. Amen. So very interesting. Um, in, uh, Matthew, it talks about that, you know, Jesus went and preached and he went and taught 
and then healed. He, uh, he, he was very interested in giving them something to hear before they'd be healed. Now, most people want to be healed, but they don't want to hear anything. And God in His mercy and God in His grace will heal people without them hearing something. But they better be very careful of the counterattack and get God's Word in their heart so they can ward off that counterattack when it comes. So hearing is extremely important to Jesus. And if you look over in, uh, in Luke 6, I think it's in verse 17. If you look over there, we see a, a verse of scripture that says, And he came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of the disciples and a great multitude of people. People need the Lord. A great multitude of people. If we want to see the multitudes come to Christ, healing must be front and center. Out of all Judea and Jerusalem, and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, now notice, which came to do what? They came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Now there's a great book that will emphasize this over and over again, again by Kenneth E. Hagin. It's called Hear and Be Healed. You see, the truth is, our life is governed by what we believe. And what we believe is largely determined by what we hear. Now, you all know and heard of Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts said this. He said, we have to hear something seven times in order to get it. I know Brenda knows that's true. Some of you will get that later. Maybe I'll say it six more times. I've got such a great wife. I've got such a forgiving wife. Man, I tell you what, I blew it today. I mean, I blew it, Major League. I was just sitting down there, going through my notes, and I put some toast in the toaster. That's where you put toast in, you know. You put some bread in the toaster. And all of a sudden, the whole house is just full of burnt toast smell. I mean, it's going upstairs, and Brenda says, what in the world is going on? I said, well, I was looking at my notes, and I kind of let it go. And so there was smoke and all over the room, and I don't know why I'm sharing this with you, but because I have a good wife, she forgave me. And then later on in the day, I popped some popcorn and burned the popcorn. And she came home and said, what is that smell? And then she said she went to prayer and she coughed and coughed and coughed and had to have Terry Emerald help her out. Aren't you glad for good wives? Forgiving wives. That's not in the notes anyway. So, so we're talking about incline our ear to his sayings. The word incline means to stretch, to extend. It means to bow down. What this is saying that we must not be passive listeners, but we must intently listen, hearken to the voice of the Lord with the intent to hear and to do. Amen? Now let's look at some verses on hearing. Isaiah, the 55th chapter, and notice with me in verse 3. Isaiah 55 and verse 3. It says, Come to me with your ears wide open. Amen. That, that kind of says something about expecting to hear something. Yeah. Come to me with your ears wide open, listen, and you will find what? 
His words are life to those that find them. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love that I promised to David. Amen. Open your ears is what he's saying and come to me. Listen so that you may live. Hear and be healed. Listen and live. Listen and experience like Brenda taught Sunday night. L-I-F-E. Living in fullness every day. Oh, and boy, did we have a service Sunday night. In Psalm 85, in verse 8, it says this. Just the first part of the verse. It says, I will hear what the Lord God will speak. See, he's speaking, but we must have an ear to hear. He is speaking, but we must have the will to hear. And so he said, if anybody hears, it's going to be me. Let me hear. I want to hear. Isaiah 50 and verse 4 says this. Isaiah the 50th chapter, the first, fourth verse says, The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned. That's a good thing. Yeah. He's given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. That's a good thing. Yeah. Are there some weary people that need to hear a word in season? Yeah. You bet there are people in the world, but also fellow believers and fellow Christians that are going through some things. But thank God when he gives you the tongue of the learned, you can speak a word of encouragement. You can speak a word of blessing and building up. Amen. A word in season to him that is weary. He wakens morning by morning. He wakens my ear to hear as the learned. That's a good confession. Say it with me. I have have a hearing ear. ear. So he wakes our ear to hear as the learned. One of the best times to hear from God is early in the morning. That's before your mind can get engaged in all the things you've got to do and all the places you've got to go and this, that, and the other. It's a good time to hear from heaven in the morning. Amen? So... Put your ears in position to hear the word of God. Now we know why. Because in Romans 10, 17, he says, So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You know, it seems kind of, you know, repetitive to say it because we've taught it for so many years. But let me just say it again. Faith does not come by having heard. Amen? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So then, put yourself in a position to hear and hear with the ears of your spirit man. Jesus said, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And I think another great thing to say on a regular basis is this. I have ears to hear. I have ears to hear. Look with me over at Mark chapter 4. And notice with me in verse uh, 23 and verse 24, it says this, and and I'm reading it from uh, uh, the Amplified. It says, if any man has ears to hear, let him hear. Mm -hmm. 
It's Mark 4, 23 and 24. Let him be listening and let him perceive and comprehend. Okay? Now notice verse 24. And let's read it together. This is a good time to rejoice and, and read together. Ready, read. And he said to them, be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides. That verse is power packed. Let's unpack it just for a moment. He says, be careful what you are hearing. Make sure that what you are hearing is the word of God. If you're hearing something that is not setting you free and liberating you and putting something in you, you should not be hearing it. You should not be putting yourself in a position to hear that. Amen. Now notice the next part. The measure of thought and study you give to what? The truth that you hear. What will the truth do if you continue in it? The truth will set you free and the truth will keep you free. Now notice this. But the measure, and you are the one that measures just how much thought and just how much study you're going to give to the truth that you hear. What this is saying is we have the responsibility to value, to look carefully and to study with great thought that comes from the Holy Spirit on the inside of what we're hearing. And when we do that, notice with me what happens. That will be the measure of virtue and knowledge. Think about that word virtue. Jesus, when he healed the woman with the issue of blood, said that I perceive someone has touched me for there went virtue out of me into her. What kind of virtue was that? That was healing virtue. That was healing power. So when you get in the word on healing and you value it and you comprehend it and you get it in your heart, it's going to be measured back to you with great power and great knowledge. I'm telling you, there's power in God's Word. There's healing in God's Word. He sent His Word and healed them. Say with me, He sent His Word. And He healed me. And delivered me from all disease and all destruction. It'll be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also, what? You sow the powerful word in you, you're going to reap powerful healing in your life. But it'll be more besides. Hallelujah. And more besides. Everyone say more. More will be given to you who hear. I like that, don't you? So he said here, my son... My daughters, attend to my words, consent and submit to my sayings. I like how that says that in the Amplified. Consent and submit. 
This is your word. I believe your word. I submit to your word. Regardless of what I see, regardless what I feel, regardless of my physical senses, I submit myself to your word. Amen? And then incline your ears on a regular basis to healing scriptures. Amen? When you're well and when you're not so well. How many of you have been well before and not so well? How many of you know that well is better? But if you're not so well, you can go from not so well to well. And you can go from well to very well. Amen? So get the word. Get it in you. Spend time in it. Just have it be a routine. Get that word in you. Just get yourself 10 scriptures or so. Meditate on them. Think about them. Speak them on a regular basis. Some of the scriptures you can get in your heart is Psalms 103 verses 1 through 3. Part of that says, Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Isaiah 53 verse 4 and 5. Part of that verse says, And by his stripes we are healed. Matthew 8, 17 is another good one. Jesus himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. And what he bore, I don't have to bear. And what he took, I don't have to take. And then 1 Peter 2, 24, looking back, he says, By whose stripes you were healed. Tell your body, hey body, you were healed. Amen. So, incline your ear to his sayings. Attend to the word. And now the next part of that verse, in verse, I believe it's the next verse, Proverbs 4.21. Let them not depart from where? Let them not depart from before your eyes. The NLT says this. Don't lose sight of them. Don't lose sight of them. The message says, keep my message in plain view at all times keep my message or keep my word in plain view at all times so what this is saying to us is keep your eyes trained on the word of God amen don't look at the circumstances that appear contrary to your healing keep the word of healing before you at all times Let me just say this to you. If you can see it, you can have it. If you can see it, you can have it. And I'm not just talking about seeing it with these eyes here. I'm talking about seeing it with the eyes of your spirit. Now here's a great prayer to pray for yourself daily. And really pray it for me daily. I pray it for you on a regular basis. A great prayer is the prayer that Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. If it belongs to the church at Ephesus, it belongs to the church in the Bay Area. And that's where we are, right? Here's what Paul prayed. He says, I cease not, first of all, to give thanks for you all, making mention of you in my prayers. In other words, it was prayers. It wasn't something that he prayed now and then. It's something that he continuously prayed. How many of you know there are some prayers that you can continually pray? Amen? So I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Goes on, verse 17, that the God of my Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, He is the Father of glory, that He would grant you or give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in what? 
in the knowledge of him. Grant it, Lord. Lord, may the eyes of my understanding be flooded with light. For the entrance of his word gives light. See, the eyes of your understanding aren't your natural eyes. The eyes of your understanding are our understanding is our spiritual eyes. He's given us eyes to see things that the world will never see unless they get into the kingdom of God. Oh, but your eyes, your eyes, your eyes. Jesus said, blessed are your eyes. Say it with me, blessed, empowered to prosper are my eyes. Hallelujah. 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 Seeing. How many of you have ever seen something you never seen before in the Word recently? You know what that is? That's the answer to that prayer. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you, may give unto pastor, may give unto PT, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, not head knowledge, but heart knowledge. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened. The eyes of your understanding be flooded with light. In other words, when that happens, you're no longer in the dark. There's so many people in the body of Christ that are in the dark concerning healing. Why? Because they never let the word of God enter into their heart and bring the light on. And that's why you hear things like, well, you know, we just never know. It might be God's will to heal some, but we just never know what the will of God is. After all, you never, ever know what God's going to do. That's a false statement. You know what God's going to do because it's based on what he's already done and what he's already provided for us. Hmm? The eyes of our understanding. Be enlightened. An enlightened heart, a heart that is lit by the word, a heart that is lit up by the Holy Ghost himself will enable you to see, enable you to seize what he's already given you as your right and privilege as an inheritance in him. Say with me, healing belongs to me. Hallelujah. Father, we pray for that dear lady. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord God, we are asking you just to, to, to flood her, her lungs, Lord. Flood her lungs with light. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's pray for our dear sister Grace. In Jesus' name. Go back there and lay hands on her, Kathy. Don't mess around. In Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our dear precious grace, may your grace shine upon her lungs. May there be an opening, Lord, an opening in her windpipes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. So be it. Everyone say, so be it. Glory to God. Amen. So don't lose sight of them. 
keep my message in plain view at all times. Have, uh, have different uh, gates, if you will, for God's Word to get in you. Have different ways. Um, if, you have a, if you have a car where you can put an MP3 in there, get the MP3 in there. Um, a great resource that you can get, free MP3s for teaching that will literally bless you day and night is Brother Keith Moore. All you've got to do is, is call their ministry and they'll send you MP3s of different series that they have. I put an MP3 into my car today as I was going around here and there on faith in Him. So that's a gateway. Make sure that you have the Word handy on, on different places that you can, you can hear it and listen to it. Keep it in sight. Keep it in view at all times. And the God's people said Amen. So in Proverbs 29 and verse 18, Proverbs 29, 18, again, the, the statement is, is, if you can see it, you can have it. Yeah. Proverbs 29, 18, where there is what? No vision. No vision. That's not us. No. Where there's no vision? No, that's not us. We have vision. We have vision. Yeah. We are not hopeless. We are not helpless. We have a vision. Now, the, the one translation says, where there is no redemptive revelation. In other words, where there's no uh, opening, where there's no light, where there's no revelation of what we've been redeemed from, then the people perish. But thank God, we are not a perishing bunch. We're a prosperous bunch. We're a healed bunch. We're a strong bunch. Amen. And where are we going? Where are we going? We're going from faith to faith. Where are you and I going in these last days? We're going from glory to glory. In case you didn't know, we're going from strength to strength. We're not getting weaker the older we get. We're getting stronger. We're not going to buy into old age. We're going to buy into He renews our youth just like the eagles. We're not going to buy into that mess. Amen. we got the quickening power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. Now in Matthew 6 and verse 22, it says this. Matthew 6, 22. It says the light of the body is what? The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thy eye be single not talking about whether it's married or not no <laughs> if your eye I'm looking around some lights just went on if your eye be single in other words single minded single minded is the opposite of being double minded James said that a double minded man is what unstable in all of his ways when a person is unstable that means that they're just kind of back and forth wavering Norval Hayes said years ago and I can't improve on it he said he said wandering is wavering back and forth just like the sea Driven with the wind and tossed. One day up, one day down, one day almost level to the ground. Double-minded. 
The word double there is duo. It's having two minds. In other words, the mind is not set. The mind is double. The mind moves in the direction of the feelings. Sometimes it moves in the direction of the word, but it's not single. Therefore, it's unstable. And let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. And so the mind must be set. The mind must be single. Jesus is saying, the light of your body is the eye. If therefore thy eye be single, what will happen? Come on. Now, your whole body being full of light is better than your whole body being full of cancer. Our whole bodies being full of light is much better than our whole bodies being filled with arthritis. Our whole bodies being full of light is much better than our bodies being filled with darkness. But Jesus said, if your eye be single, then you are in a preferred position for your body to be full of light. Say this with me, the eye is the gateway to the body. Think about it. Think about how many opportunities during the day you have a choice to make with what you're going to look at. With what you're going to think about. And I'll be honest with you, I've gone to bed repenting more than once. Because I allowed my eye not to be single, but to be double. And I know better. And if you know better, him that knoweth to do good and doesn't do it, to him it's sin. That's why I repent on occasion when that happens, okay? But if your eye is on the darkness, the sickness of the sickness that's in your body there will be no light to expel that darkness. So make sure then that your eye is single on God's word so that your whole body can be full of light. Amen? Amen? Look at Deuteronomy chapter 6. We just have a few more minutes in this message tonight. But hopefully you're getting something out of it tonight. In Deuteronomy the 6th chapter, the 8th and the ninth verse. So you can be healed just sitting there in your chair. You can be healed right now, just sitting there in your chair. Deuteronomy 6, 8, and 9 says, And thou shalt bind them, my words, for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be frontless, frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. So to look at sickness can bring death, but to look at God's word can bring life. So keep the word of healing out front. Amen? Like I said, Jesus said, blessed are your eyes. Say it with me. Blessed are my eyes. Now notice in, uh, I think it's Psalm 25 now, and verse 15. My son, attend to my words, incline their ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from before thine eyes. Psalm 25, 15. Notice the first part of that verse says this. Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord. Is he not 
Jehovah Rapha? Somebody said, well, he was Jehovah Rapha. He still is Jehovah Rapha. He still am the Lord that healeth thee. He's not the Lord that was that healed thee. He still am today. Amen? So my eyes are ever toward the Lord. The NIV says, my eyes are ever on the Lord. Still another translation says, my eyes are continually toward the Lord. My eyes are on you. My eyes are not on man. Thank God for man. Thank God for medical science. Thank God for what man can do in the natural. But there ain't no God like our God. We sing that song, Can't Nobody. Amen? Can't Nobody. In closing, look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. And we'll look at that in the NIV version. And Pastor Tom and guys, if you'd go to the platform, that'd be great. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's give him praise right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Look at this in the NIV. It says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. What do you say for the remainder of this week and right on into next week? We fix our eyes on Him. For He is the author and He is the perfecter of our faith. I declare over you tonight, the Lord is your shepherd. And because He's your shepherd, you don't have to want for joy. You don't have to want for sleep tonight because He gives His beloved sleep. Amen? Let's all stand up. Amen. And thank God for what we heard tonight. Amen.